0: Jewish Audio on Kaban.org. The Basics of Chasidus, Chapter 7, Achdus Hashem Section 1, Encompassing Relevance The Cornerstone of Chasidus, The principle of divine oneness known as Achdus Hashem is the most central theme of Chasidus. The idea is The basis of Chabad's encompassing worldview and the effort to internalize its message is integral to a chassid's life's work. As mentioned in the first chapter of this volume, this teaching reshapes a person's perception of self and of all created existence. It motivates the individual to go beyond the limits of personal commitment and enables one to be absorbed with the all-relevant truth of godliness. Reality is seen in a different light, and as a result, even the darkest challenges can be transformed into stepping stones for fulfilling one's personal divine mission. Achdoz Hashem is a constant discussion in the teachings of the Chabad Rabbin, and with every succeeding generation, further depth and relevance were revealed. Standing at the very core of Hasidus' intellectual and practical framework, Achdos Hashem is classified as the true idea of Hasidus. The Way of the Future A primary element of the Geula is the revelation of Achdos Hashem, While throughout history, true monotheistic belief has been associated with the Jewish people, in the future era, it will be recognized by all peoples as an inherent truth. This is highlighted in the verse, On that day, God will be one, and his name shall be one. This is interpreted to mean that when Mashiach will come, all of the nations will recognize God's sovereignty and they will serve the one God. On a deeper level, this means that in that time, all of creation will be cognizant of the divine unity as it affects all of reality. To elaborate, in the previous chapter, the pervasive Yechidah effect of Mashiach was discussed. It was explained that Mashiach will not force the world to conform to his agenda, instead, This ultimate revelation of godliness will resonate with global society. Existence will reach a state of perfection through the discovery of its true self, rather than in reaction to a foreign influence. The self-centered world will align in fulfillment of a godly purpose, all the while feeling, this is what I am really about. This begs the question, What can possibly cause this drastic shift of self-perception? How will the world transition from being self-centered to being God-centered, all while claiming, this is who I really am? The explanation lies in the study of Achda Sashem that will be explored in this chapter. Various degrees of divine oneness will be presented, and the novel approach of Hasidus will be explained. As will be demonstrated, the expansion of Achda Hashem, as taught by Chassidus, is what precipitates the paradigm shift, where the person and the world move from being self-centered to being God-centered. Section two: The only God, the basic definition of divine unity. In Judaism, monotheism or Achdus Hashem. Is of most central significance. Beginning with Avraham's recognition of the one God, this has been at the very core of Jewish belief and identity. This is established in the verse Shma Yisrael Hashem aluchenu Hashem echod, meaning that every Jew should hear and understand that God, who is our God, is the only one. This is more than a casual understanding that there are not multiple gods. Rather, it is a recognition of the very definition of what God is. First, for some history. In the first generations of mankind, a flawed conception of God developed, eventually leading to the emergence of idolatry. God was imagined to be a perfect and sublime being too lofty to be involved or concerned about a finite physical world. The notion developed that this infinite God must be reliant on his helpers, the angels and stars, to serve as intermediaries between him and the world. Obviously, these assistants were also created beings, but it was reasoned that God could interact with them because their spiritual nature made them closer to him than to the physical. It was only a matter of time before these intermediary forces were perceived to be independent of God, with the world being left under their jurisdiction. Thus, not only were these forces worshipped as go-betweens to God, people saw them as minor gods. Of course, this was all based on a grave error in which God was thought to be a sublime yet defined identity. Their idea that God was removed from the physical yet close to the spiritual is completely inconsistent with the truth. That God is the true and ultimate being, as the creator of all definition and existence, he himself is beyond all classification. He is neither spiritual nor physical, neither abstract nor tangible. He simply is who he is without any parameters. For God to relate to the physical, he need not appoint appoint a proxy. Although there is a system of seder histausalus where the divine energy for the worlds flows through the spheres, the angels and even the constellations in a multi-tiered process of devolution on its way into the world, these rungs are not intermediaries, they are implements. Similar to an instrument in the hand of a craftsman, where the tool certainly has no jurisdiction over its function, no being or force, albeit created by God, can assist God in giving life and directing the course of the universe. Abraham's recognition of God was not only that there is a super being who created all existence, but that the entire universe, with all of its benefactors, is solely directed by him. The sun shines, providing warmth and light because God wills it so. The earth sprouts vegetation because God determines so. Hiding behind these helpers, it is God alone who is directing his world. In summary, the fundamental belief of monotheism is the recognition that number one, there cannot be another or multiple other gods, and number two, God is the only dominant being. No being or force employed within the cosmos is independent. God does not share his providence with any other body or being. He alone is the creator and master of the world. Nature revisited This concept of true monotheism also pertains to the laws of nature. Just as the angels and constellations cannot be credited for their influence because it is God who is acting through them, So, too, the natural order is not caused by physics, rather it is God acting through physics. To perceive the world as being run by nature and not by God is a case of mistaken identity. It is equal to confusing the axe with the woodchopper, thinking that the tool can act on its own. Created by God, the laws of nature have no inherent ability – like an inanimate tool, only when he, the sole master of the universe, acts through them as they are they used to set the pattern of daily life. This provides important instruction. While in every aspect of life one needs to operate within nature, one must simultaneously be aware that nature itself is designed, crafted, and guided by God. This may be compared to a hand in a glove. Although we only see the glove, it is the hand that is actually moving the glove. Occurrences don't happen from nature, they happen through nature. Any incident or phenomenon, whether good or bad, transpires solely because it's part of God's plan. There is no entity or force other than God that has any jurisdiction over our lives and the world. We are in his hands, from lottery wins to traffic delays, natural disasters and everyday events. Nothing is outside of God's providence. This recognition is especially pertinent in regard to earning a livelihood. On the one hand, God commands and expects us to engage in work that provide an income— The verse directs, six days you shall work. Additionally, our sages tell us that one may not rely on miracles for sustenance. However, a person must simultaneously be cognizant that it is the blessing of God that makes a person wealthy, and one's level of income is decided by God. The person's efforts are not the cause of God's blessing, as God sustains all beings with His mercy, rather they are the vessel to receive the blessing. One can be confident that commitment to Torah mitzvahs is never a hindrance to earning a livelihood. Instead, God's will, God's will challenge, God's will channels God's blessings in a more revealed manner. Significantly, the human efforts, which are the vessel for God's blessing, must be appropriate and kosher, free of any dishonesty and impropriety. Business can be worry-free because it is he, God, who gives you strength to make wealth. The bottom line is finely nuanced between working hard and realizing that ultimately The blessing in this work lies entirely in the hand of God. Human control. The recognition that only God dictates what transpires in this world has important relevance to many of life's impulsive reactions. Anger, arrogance, and the inability to forgive others all result from a perspective of control. One considers reality to be out of God's domain. A person may feel themselves bursting with anger over an incident in which so-and-so did them wrong. In truth, all that transpires is from God, so why punish the the messenger? Someone may boast about their success when in truth it was God's blessing rather than their smarts that brought it to be. One may recognize God's existence and even his supremacy, yet unthinkingly also grant recognition to themselves. One might, demand recognition for their honour, give reference to personal desires, and assert greedy proprietorship over their possessions. Somehow, they consider themselves as mini-gods in control of their own life. Recognition of God as the only dominant being weakens this sense of self-assertion, allowing for a life lived with God in control. Hashem echad. This basic definition of Ahdas Hashem already has important application and relevance to all areas of life. Hashem Echad is the internal recognition that God is my only boss and I have no mini-gods. Money, personal advancement, and social affirmation are not worshipped. He is in charge, and when I trust in God and try my best, life is filled with oneness, serenity, and fulfillment. The above presentation is an important preface to our discussion of the Hasidic perspective of divine oneness. As will soon be seen, Achdos Hashem according to Hasidus takes on yet broader parameters while also enabling the above ideas to be applied successfully in day-to-day life.